0: Welcome to the official Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast. Real life stories, exciting interviews, and a lot of knowledge to change your life. And here is your host of today's episode, Ben Schneider.
1: Today's episode is powered by jobmofi.com. Jobmofi.com is a job search platform where you can hire a remote worker from the overseas, from all over the world, and you can sell your services on the marketplace. So if you need a remote worker, a designer, a virtual assistant, a web designer, developer, or anything else, go on jobmofi.com, sign up for free, only verified users, no fakes, no scam. Check it out. 14 days free trial on chopmofi.com. Welcome guys to the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast. My name is Ben Schneider. I'm the host of this episode today. And today I got another awesome guest for you. He's known as the unvaccinated firewalking ultra mother marathoning chiropractor. He loves using his leadership skills and persistence to support and inspire people to be, do, and have happiness, health, and be full of gratitude in their lives. He wants everyone to unleash their human potential. This is, by the way, something we're going to talk about in this episode, and he does this through, uh, through chiropractic, podcasting, teaching, and programs. Please, guys, welcome Dr. Joshua Hand. Hey, Josh, how are you doing?
0: Doing good. Thanks for having me, Ben.
1: Awesome. Thanks for being here today. So um, we have a lot of business people, sports Olympi- uh, Olympians and all that kind of stuff in, the, in those podcasts, but I think you were the first doctor. Okay. So um, tell me, how did you get into practicing chiropractic?
0: It's a, it's a long story. I want to, I'll want condense it, but it's, a, it's an interesting interesting one. I've been a chiropractor now since 2006. I was actually born into the profession. My father's a chiropractor, but as a young young kid and then a young man, I never thought I'd be a chiropractor. Um, and I was a scholarship athlete for alpine skiing, going to school in Vermont, got injured, had a transfer out of college. And uh, to give you an idea my my major my primary focus in when I was a skier was called leisure resource management <laughs> you go figure right okay. leisure I gotta focus on leisure it was my was my study <laughs> okay. um, so I transferred when I realized okay I'm not maybe going to make it to the Olympics I'm not going to do certain things I may not become a pro because of in my injuries I transferred home and started taking a lot of different classes in, in a community college in in New York and I found business and marketing something that was creative my mind really worked well with creativity i was not a very good person with memorization and things like that so i fell into this marketing world i ended up studying a little bit of finance as well but mostly marketing and in that program i was getting ready to graduate i'm in an ethics business class and we're going over how pharmaceutical companies are paying doctors, giving doctors things for giving more medicine out. And that really just really pissed me off. I'm like, this is not right. It's like legalized drug dealing. So at that point, I said, I'm and, gonna- and this is.
1: Uh, sorry for interrupting, yeah. but this is something people out there are not knowing about that. So yeah. most of the people are trusting the government. They trust the health yeah. system and they think, hey, if the doctor is giving me some medicine, this might be good for me. But this is not the truth. It's just a money game, right?
0: Yeah, I, I truly believe it becomes a big money game. Um, but to finish this story, I, I know we can dive more into any of this conversations. I love this conversation. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I'm in this, I'm going, wow, I got to create something that's going to drive people to do things that are healthy, get information that is healthy, so they can make better choices, and they could steer themselves away from uh, the pharmaceutical companies, because this is just not the right way of, of interacting with people for their health. It's like, we're going to pay you money, doctor, we're gonna give you a car, nice car, BMW, whatever it is. And we're gonna, as long as you give more medication out, you're good. Right? Like, that's just, it was it pissed me off really a lot. Yeah. And, um, uh fast forward now, I'm sitting at an internship, my my senior year of college, and getting ready to graduate at Sony Pictures in New York City, sitting in my own private office. I was going to get paid a pretty sweet salary right off the start at 21 years old. It took a little bit longer to go through college since I had to transfer schools. And I'm sitting looking out the window. I, I can't remember if it was the 16th or 12th floor, but going, am I going to be sitting right now in these in this room? 30 years from now, looking at the same spreadsheets I've been looking at for the past couple of months. And I decided to go back to school, went back to my community college actually, and took an anatomy and physiology class. And then it was all, I wanna say downhill, it was all uphill from there. I fell in love with the human body. I fell in love with the interaction of how everything relied on everything else. And that was it. Fast forward, I decided to take, you know with with not advice from my advisors, my school advisor said, you're gonna fail. But I said, screw it, I'm going to go ahead, I am going to dive and I'm going to take every science class I need to in the next eight to 12 weeks to crank and get myself into chiropractic college because I loved. I figured out like holy cow, human potential is like limitless at this point. So that's the route I went. And the the idea of creating a business that drove people to natural health came much later came, you know, many, many years later, about three and a half years ago. That's where I started my own podcast.
1: Okay. Interesting story. So, um, you mentioned, the, the chiropractic because of unleash people's potential. Um, I'm not that into, uh, not that deep into the chiropractic, but, um, why could you unleash people's, um, potential by doing chiropractic stuff? Is it not, uh, mostly about, um, yeah about the muscles and
0: okay. uh, that's a good question actually. and something
1: like that so, so it's not bad about a mindset for example
0: okay yeah so it's, it's actually a really great question because the way we've been uh, in the term of the u.s pigeonholed and like kind of pointed in, like people perceive us as a certain way um and i don't really know the full story and why it came out to be that way but when we were created you know in 1895 our profession was started um, it was all based on nervous system function, and the nervous system starts with the brain, right? I can't go beyond, right? We know there's definitely stuff beyond, but I can't go beyond the brain. And the way the human body actually talks to itself is the brain sends information through in this, you know, this hard bony shell. We got the mush inside goes down the spinal cord, which is housed inside the brain or inside the body, right? Through so the whole spine, you got 24 moving bones down there that all move, twist, turn, bend. And if that communication that goes to every single cell, tissue, organ in your whole body is working at 100%, you work at 100%. But what happens is things like stress, and that could be the stress in between our ears, that could be the stress of physicality, being an athlete, right? Getting beat up. I run ultra marathons, so yeah, I, I get the I get the physicality of this. Um, but we get the physical stressors, and we could also have the biochemical stressors, the stuff that goes on or in our body. Our body is constantly interacting with both its outside environment and its inside environment. So. When we work with, in chiropractic, when we're working with the spine, we're looking for those small misalignments, those so small intricacies, which actually can, actually can interfere with the function of the nervous system. It's not like turning light switch off, it's not getting paralyzed. You know, when we do that, it's like a dimmer switch that dims it down a percent, another percent. We just get used to that dim light in our life. So what chiropractic does, we use an analysis, we find those misalignments, which we call subluxation, we help realign, and yes, does it help with muscles? One hundred and fifty percent. But that's the outside layer of the body, right? We get to the core where the body can actually function. You know, it goes to your digestion. So if you're eating healthy food, and you're misaligned, going to your digestive tract, how well will that digestive tract work if the nervous system is not pumping all the correct information? So our job as a chiropractor, my job as a chiropractor, is to make sure that alignment is the best it possibly can be, so people can function at a hundred percent, not eighty, not ninety, not ninety-five, but optimally as I can. So when they're doing all those other lifestyle pieces like mindset, meditation, you know, everything you have, you, you're working with a full cup of water here, not, not half or less. Right.
1: Okay. Maybe we can, um, work some things out in the podcast. So for sure on the podcast, we can't do the outside stuff. So you you cannot give me a massage or something like that. Um, but maybe we can work on something that happens inside, between your ears, yeah. Um, so, what for for the people out there? What do you think are the most common problems or mindset issues that, um, yeah, will be going down to your nerves?
0: Okay, so I want you to, well, I'll make this super simple. So, the thoughts that are constantly going on in your head are like a playbook for your life, right? They're always happening all day, every day. And, and as an athletic person, as a business owner, mindset is is an essential not like a maybe it's an essential piece of someone's life, my life, I'm sure your life is well. So what what we know is this, if I clap my hands, I won't do it to your audience, if I clap my hands really, really loud and startle you. That perception, that mind perception of that noise and made you jump without even putting my hands on you possibly even through a pair of headphones. If you're listening or watching now, I can make you your heartbeat heartbeat race, I can change the way your adrenaline fires in your whole system, they call it a fight or flight response that's a stress response internally. And that's created by a thought perceived a threat perceived in your mind. And that wasn't me coming through the computer, or the headphones and giving you a sock or punching you in the arm, right? That is your own mind perceiving that so we can go into that stress response. And what happens? That's, you know, if that happens, you go, okay, there was no real threat, I'm fine, my body goes back to normal. But you know, when we start thinking about oh my god, I got bills to pay, I got another podcast to produce, I have, you know, 100 patients on my on the books today, in my practice, we can build these stressors, these mental thoughts that are stressing our body out and our body perceives that as a threat. So that's called chronic stress. And that can deteriorate function in the whole body. You, you probably even heard they may have, in Germany, maybe they say stress kills, like it can really beat your body up yeah. from the inside out. So that's, you know, something to really pay attention is your self talk. And, you know, we get to I get to see the results of negative self-talk, if you will, in my practice, because, you know, in New York City, there's a lot of people that are really stressed, especially now. But even before all of this past of the past year, people are stressed or, you know, they're running 24 seven nonstop. So when their nervous system calms down, they go, I have not felt this good. I have not had like the cleanest, clearest, unfoggy mind like in years. This is amazing. What did you do to me? You didn't adjust my brain, did you? I go, well, kind of. But we did it through, you know, the spine
1: okay so how how are you doing that and how can the people do that by their own so you mentioned um, the self-talk yeah. is it really that simple like um for example you woke up uh, in in the morning and then you tell yourself through the mirror hey you're awesome today isn't awesome. Yeah they I'm happy for my daughter is still alive or something like that. Is it that simple or do we have any other suggestions? I'll
0: say this self-talk is simple. It's not easy, right? Because it it's it's like it's like becoming a a mental athlete. Consistency, repetition and time are the only things that are going to win. So, yes, daily affirmations are absolutely awesome. I'll give you I'll give you an example of what my morning tends to look like. I wake up in the morning depending on the day, some days it's five o'clock, some days it's six o'clock, some days, sometimes it's unfortunately a little earlier. Um, But I'll wake up these days, first thing I do, I grab a cold cup of clean or actually room temperature cup of clean water, I put some Himalayan pink salt in it, I go ahead, put a little bit of a lemon essential oil, and I drink it. And then I go and sit on the couch. Um, I'm a big fan of meditation. So I want to get my mindset right, since we're talking about that right off the bat. So that's sitting down, I do sometimes guided meditation with, uh, you know, if you've heard of Joe Dispenza, um, I use some of his work and I'll do some non-guided meditation. I'll do it for anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes. Get up. I'll do some burpees to wake my body up. Do about 10 of them on in my living room floor before my wife is even waking up. And then that's that's my like jump start for the day. Sometimes I'll even journal. I'll listen to a podcast after or I'll listen to a book, an audio book, or I'll even read read a book, most of us are not reading paper books that much anymore. But some of us are and I'll do that. And that's my start. So my I want to tune my mind up right away. And, and I mentioned movement and movement is essential to feed the brain, right? Our body loves it. it's sending millions of signals firing and wiring up and down, up and down the brain. So that's a great way to start a day. And if you can create that repetition, it's cool. The doing it is simple. The repetition is hard right? It's that's the that's the challenging part. So if we can start to build some simple morning routines, and then eventually evening routines, that's where you can start to change the physiology of the body, the inside workings of the body by using mostly your mind, right making the choices to actually do that being in front of the mirror, like you said, going, you know, I'm grateful for this gratitude is one of the most powerful frequencies in the world when it comes to energy. So yes, I agree with that. What you said, simple, not necessarily easy.
1: Okay. Got it. Um, and it sounds, sounds good. makes sense. What you mentioned with your morning routine? Um, but sometimes, so getting up early, for example, yeah. could be hard. Um, but the other way around, um, if you, for example, you mentioned the example, if you have to pay bills, uh, you get stressful if you don't have the money for it. And, um, but, but we can. We, we can prepare our mind. So is it, is it sometimes good to lie on ourselves, or are we as a human smart enough that we don't believe it? So for example, um, business is running bad, for example. And if business is running bad, you see it on the numbers that your business is running bad. Of course. So yeah. you, you, you cannot tell you, Hey, my, my business is doing awesome. I'm an awesome guy. What you can do is maybe you can tell. Okay, right now it's running bad, but I will turn it into an awesome business in one in one year from now. I will have achieved that and this. But while doing this, you still know right now it's running bad. Mm -hmm. So the question is, are we are we able to lie to ourselves, or are we smart enough that we don't believe those lies?
0: No, so I don't, I don't think necessarily line will say that's probably like the best, not the best thing to do. And I'll give you the perfect example. This past year in New York City, and I know all over many places in the world, things have been shut down and locked down. And, and it's been challenging for so many people that run small businesses. And that's including me, right? I'm in the heart of New York City. And, you know, I just got so focused. My, my mental focus was constantly on, oh, my God, it's bad. We're locked down people are afraid, nobody's showing up. And that was my focus for a couple months. I was like, I was upset. I was pissed off. I was angry. And that's not a great way to grow a business in good times or bad times. So what I really had to do, and I I try to, I shouldn't say try, I, I associate myself with people that are in successful businesses like myself. And I'm in a mastermind group where I get to meet with a few of my friends. They become friendly, but we're okay to like Share our woes, but also share our wins. And when we started to focus on, okay, what are the things we can do, not versus the things what we can't do when we were focusing on, you know, how, how bad business was, I started to focus on all this stuff. And I tell you what, like we had six months of, I'm going to call it hell as far as business goes. What was really neat, when I really mentally switched the script in my brain and started having the other conversations, the good conversations, like, great, you know, I need to train, like I need to practice going over how my processes in my practice, I'm going to train with my team and start sharing things. even though we don't have the actual as many patients in the office. But if we start acting as if people started showing up, and I was like, holy cow, how come I know all of this stuff? And I have not been doing it these first three months, because fear is powerful, right? Worry is powerful. But gratitude and excitement or the other side of that. We got to get over that valley or over the hill or under the valley or whatever you want to call it to get to that gratitude, get to that happiness and see that there is light. If you don't know there's light, you're just going to keep focusing on that darkness. And that's how I did it. So lying, no, but going, if I've had a business or I'm growing a business, I know what it takes. If I'm focusing and constantly scrolling social media, like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this is going on in the news. You're just going to go down the dark side. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: Are, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree with that. This is something what you mentioned right now, this is something I I'm mentioning, I don't know, maybe almost in every uh, podcast <laughs> yeah. episode here. Um, you need to think in solutions, not in problems. And you need to be in the driver's seat. So if you are taking responsibility for, for all the actions for all the results that are happening, so for sure, Uh, It was not your fault that COVID came, or it was not your fault that the government was shutting all down. This is not your fault. But it's your fault if you stay in that, in that position and say, "Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. Um, um, what's, what's the word for that? so basically it's not your fault if you, if you're in that situation, but it's your fault if you accept that situation. Wait, exactly. You need to be in the driver's seat. You need to be responsible, uh, for, for your situation and you need to think in solutions exactly what you did. So you, you have the status quo. This is what it is today, but how can we step up? Mm-hmm. How can we improve our situation? Maybe, uh, okay. I cannot, uh, get people into my, into my uh, office right now, but maybe I can do online coachings. Maybe I can reach some people, what you do through a podcast. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do this. Um, I have a friend. He is in the event business. Mm-hmm. And there is, there is no event yeah. business existing since for more than a year in Germany. And there will be no event business for the next six or 12 months uh, in Germany. So... He's earning zero money. He made uh, hundred thousand dollars a month, uh, euros a month, but right now zero. So <laughs> this guy started a complete new business w- with an online store. Uh, and, and he's doing great. He's not getting millions in that short time, but he's doing great. Uh, he yeah. made a living out of that. And this is always, um, you need, you need to force, you need to prepare, um, and you need to think in solutions. Would you agree with that?
0: 100%. And you need to be able to pivot, right? You need to be able to go, this is going on. And think of like, okay, what's the next step? Or I don't want you to always think like, if this is bad, if this is bad, do something. But you say great, like you can you can multiply your, your streams of revenue. But you know, you got to have your master thing. I think if you're like, like me as a hands on specialist as a chiropractor, like, I can't do that through I can't adjust you right now in Germany through the <laughs> through here. I'd be really cool if I could have a whole new you, business. You, right? you can show
1: me where I should push my muscles. Yeah.
0: So I could go ahead and do that adjustment through here, but it's that's not gonna happen. So I have to be an expert and the best at that. But I also can start to realize great, there are things, there are people that need the information, the things that I have. So you can pivot and do different things that can support your main mission or your main vision that may not be in the same direction, you're always going in, maybe like, Oh, wow, this is off to the right a little bit, but it's still in 100% alignment with my purpose, mission and vision, we can do that as well. And that may create a new revenue stream. So if something happens, right, we can end up not like, Oh, my God, the world is over, we can we can pick up somewhere else and push more volume and more energy into the other stuff while the other area is down and it just keeps, you know, working.
1: Yeah, and there are different uh, opinions about focusing on one project or one company or having different projects or companies. Um, So basically, people, I think, are right if they say put 100% focus in one company and then you most likely will achieve uh, something big. And I think that's true. But the problem is if something happens to this project, you have maybe nothing yeah. after it. And uh, what we see right now with the COVID crisis. And, um, that's why my opinion is, um, focus maybe on one project, but not 100%, maybe 80 or 90% and have some, some other side business, um, around that project. Um, because yeah, maybe you will need it sometimes.
0: Yeah. I agree 100%. And there's a great. There's, uh, there's a couple of cool things, you know, when when you're having that secondary thing that you may be working on, if you're doing really well, in, in your number one, right, you're doing really well, in your number one, you can delegate certain things to elevate yourself, right? So you may be able to hand off a couple little things where your time becomes more valuable now so that that 100% now you have someone else picking up your 10%. So now you can focus on that secondary thing, even if, if it's an alignment, it's gonna be a lot easier than if it's totally 100% different, that's gonna be more challenging. But if it's in yeah. alignment, then you can go, great, I'm going to delegate this. You can do XYZ. like podcast production or something that's going to save you an hour a week or whatever it is. It, that's significant in the real world. We can go ahead and now focus that hour on something else. If it's focused, it counts because you're going to do 100% when you're focused on that 10%, right? If that makes sense. And then the second thing I'll say is we, in this whole world of crazy, we have two options. We either make excuses or we get results, right? The result doesn't always have to be yeah. good, but we can we want to get a result because that's a guiding point. If we start to go the wrong way, we know to pivot and change. So you want to always get a result, not make an excuse for why you may be failing or why you may be doing something not right.
1: 100% because if you get results, you can learn out of them,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, okay. So, uh, we have talked about some mindset stuff, but we mentioned something in the beginning of the episode, which I would like to talk about, uh, because I'm, I'm very critical. Uh, I'm a very critical guy uh, to the system and to the health system, to the government stuff like that. I'm not against all, um. Uh, almost everything but I'm very critical and um, when you mentioned with the medicine what you didn't uh, realize and didn't like and something like that I think that's also something interesting for the community out there because um, here in Germany we have a lot of sheeps so they they just they just believe what the government is saying yeah. they just believe what the television or the newspapers is, uh, are writing and um, this is just not true because um, all all of those is it uh, a television uh, or or the newspaper or anything like that those are our companies they want to earn money and what do they what, what do they give you that they give you what attracts you so because then they got clicks, they got watch time, yeah. they got readers uh, with the numbers of readers or the watch time yeah. or anything like that, they can sell ads to <laughs> some other companies advertising on their channels. Yeah. This is basically how it works. So they will tell you what attracts you and not maybe what's the truth or, uh, and I'm not saying that a lot of people are lying, but maybe they do not tell you 100% the <laughs> truth. Or they show you statistics. The statistic is true, but uh, I think, especially in the healthcare business, uh-huh. it's like that. Um, they show statistics that statistics are are correct, but the problem is they did not they, they did not ask one hundred thousand people of all um, uh, I don't know how how much mon- money money that people earn of all of the, yeah. the humans. They just take the. 5% they earn no money, for example. And then you have different results. But it's your point of view on that. Yeah,
0: I think, I think, you know, st- st- the st- statistics are definitely skewed to the company and the result they're trying to get. Right? Things get yeah. hidden, like parts of research gets blocked, and they'll show a section of it and they're like, well, this is this is this and this, but really you didn't get to the end of the the statistics. But nobody knows that because they're just believing the mainstream media and what I find, you know, in my search, you know, years and years ago when I was in that class to this day, to this day, we're not having as many extremes as they're doing that way with vacations and cars, but the mainstream media, you know, I call it the lamestream media. <laughs> really. Um, what <laughs> happens is their major funding is from the pharmaceutical company. So I don't believe it's truly, you know, journalism. I don't believe it's tr- Truly, them saying, you know what, like let's question, because that's their job, right? They should be like a branch of the, the the government. Let's question everything that is going on. That's their job, not to go, ooh, let me bow down to you know this drug company or to this government agency. No, question everything, and it doesn't need to be in a mean way. They just need to be, like you said, you need to be critical, you need to pay attention and ask if everything is going in one direction. I'm the person that goes, why? Like that's so Yeah. if we start to do that, just use some critical thinking, I think we may come up with different conclusions and we may not. But if we actually ask the questions, we won't be like that. Like you said, a herd of sheep just going in the same direction of walking off a cliff just because everybody else is doing it. I I should do it. I don't think that's that's the way we should. We should be, you know, in, in a free world, we should be able to think for ourselves and not have the media tell us how to think. That's my opinion
1: is it is it in america the same so because i'm thinking about america is uh one of the countries where people are funding companies they um uh, they want to be entrepreneurs and, uh, and an entrepreneur is thinking different so an entrepreneur is that person that don't believes everything yeah. um they who uh, entrepreneurs trying to save taxes stuff like yeah. that yeah. so i think an entrepreneur i don't want to say entrepreneurs are are i don't know better than other people um but but i think entrepreneurs do not believe anything uh, and america is i think um uh, a country full of entrepreneurs for sure not everybody there there a lot of uh, common employees but how is it in America, are there all a lot of sheets there or? Yeah, I think it it really
0: depends. It really depends. And this sounds crazy, but in each state, it's different. You know, there are tons of entrepreneurs. I think the entrepreneurs are definitely, I don't want to say the free thinkers is probably not the right way to say it, but because they've had some hardships to get to the direction they're going in, they question the status quo. They just say, okay, not that it's mean. It's like, let me just figure it out this is working like, right. This makes sense. Okay. If not, like, why, why is everybody doing this? Why are we all kind of hurting in this way? And we see that in healthcare in, in this, this past, past, you know, 14, 15 months in healthcare in the country, certain States are open and you're not in, if you're watching mainstream media, even, you know, us media in Germany, you're going to see stuff. That's what they want you to see. It's not so true, yeah. right? I'm living in it. I've, been to New York. I, well, I live in New York. I've been in New York. I've been to Florida. I've seen the differences in these two states is like two ends of a magnet. Certain states are okay. thriving. <laughs> they're 100% thriving. They're happy. They're, you know, they're not they're not the so called people that are just followers, right? They're not the sheep. They're not the followers of of just whatever the media says. But then there are states, and I, and I think it's unfortunate because I thought New York would be like the toughest of all the states we have a lot of followers and especially because it's a, a very condensed city. Um, there's a lot of fear and I think fear it has people make poor decisions when we make poor decisions. We just, we look for the answer and if their answer is the media, that's what we follow. And I don't think it's the people that are dumb. I don't think it's that case. I think it's, you know, fear sedates the mind at it low. It's like a, a drug. So it's like, what next? Wear two masks, wear three masks wear five masks, whatever I got to do to stay alive, I'm going to do. And that's, I don't think they're, I don't want to fault them for that. But they're being scared. They're scared, right? Because we're in this, you know, 10 million people in the city. And they're just going to do whatever anybody says. But I, And on my head, I'm going like, please, please, let's think, look at look at the, the, the rallies, the positive things we're seeing in Europe. I'm not, we're not seeing that here. We're not seeing that there. Are people who are agreeing with the lockdowns in Germany. I see these videos from secondhand media sites going, like, people are rallying to open the world up. And in the U.S., it's not the same. Certain states are, not the the United States as a whole.
1: okay. Okay. what do you think? What is your opinion um, about the immunization um, for those COVID? um, That's
0: a a deep conversation. That's like a three hour conversation. Um, One, I'll say this first. We
1: need need to break it down.
0: (laughs) First, I'm not an expert, so I don't want to give I don't want to give anybody medical advice on what to do. But I'll say personally, I'm not going to get any of them. I've been unvaccinated, as you mentioned, in the beginning, I've never been vaccinated since birth. So I'm not going to start with this okay. one that we know in the United States, they use something called emergency use, use authorization. It's not even necessarily considered a vaccine it's considered gene therapy, but it's not injecting a virus into the body. It's injecting a messenger RNA, which is telling your body to create something. So what we know now, is it one in march like the the heads of these pharma companies were saying this is a dangerous type of thing to do we haven't figured it out in decades let's not do this all animal trials are bad for coronaviruses these mrna viruses are getting things happening they did it with a thing called a rotavirus way back maybe in the 80s 70s something like that i don't remember the year so they're saying no this is dangerous let's not do it fast forward you know 12 months i was in march 2020 Fast forward 12 months, you know, millions of people are getting this experimental vaccine. There's no long term studies to know what can happen. None. Which is scary. You know, it's considered experimental. So the experiment is done with the mass amount of people. And I'm like, "Eh." like if 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 they're saying it's got 100 percent, you know, efficacy or that I'm like, nothing has 100 percent. Nothing. The only thing I know is if I breathe oxygen, I'm going to stay alive. Like that's a hundred percent truth, right? If my brain is talking, my body is going to work. That's a hundred percent truth. But no chemical injection. In every single person, when you do a blanket across the planet, I don't know. It's to me, it's scary. Like I don't want to. Like, I don't know if they have these commercials in Europe and Germany, but here we have. You know, you know, if you've been vaccinated or by the so and so vaccine in 1983, please call us because you can sue. You know something or this mold in your house and you bought this paint you can sue these people from 20 years ago so what are we going to see possibly i don't know it may not i hope not but what are we potentially going to see it's like okay we have this experimental thing that's never been done in human history we r- race this thing through all over the world these, these r- research and these vaccines we did a very very tiny test study very tiny and I think this is the first time in history they've done safety study on a vaccine period. There's never been a full safety mm-hmm. study on any vaccine childhood vaccine in the U S that I know this one. And then they cut it short. So like, okay, no safety study. They don't know the long-term effects. What's going to happen. They haven't tested it on all of these people. Not that I would want to be a guinea pig if I was pregnant or if I was a senior citizen or if I was a kid, like what's going to happen? Like, I, I'm scared for that. Because there's so many people just jumping to the gun out of fear that they're not like, well, it's really work for everybody. But I think that's that's been the picture that's been painted with medical health care for a century, you know, for hundred years. So people have trust. You know, I'd say they trust a doctor, a medical doctor, more than they trust God. Like they're rather if the doctor just yeah. jump off a bridge. Take (laughs) two pills. Before you hit the water, six hundred feet below, you'll be fine. A lot of people would do it, you know. And I just I think there's not enough people that question anything. The government, the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they're they're pretty crooked companies. I mean, like really are. But I just think it's something we've been and I hate the word, but we've been indoctrinated to around the world. The doctor is always going to do good, and I think the doctor themselves is intentionally wanting to do good. I don't think there are evil. Well, maybe there are some, but I don't think they're necessarily evil doctors. But they're being sold information, I believe, that they're just going to do it. They're going to make money. Life goes on. And a lot of doctors in the US are saying no. Medical doctors, nurses are saying no way. So it's like, hmm, if they're saying no and they won't give it to themselves or their kids or their grandparents, maybe why? You know, so that's that's where I stand with it. I'm not getting it. My My immediate family is not getting it. Um, no
1: desire to. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. And I'm fascinated by the uh, by the trust of the people into the system, into the government, into the doctors as well. Uh, and uh, what what scares me is, <laughs> usually you need around ten or more years um, to bring a medicine or an injection like that on, into the market, but now. <laughs> they did it, uh, within a few months, maybe one a year. Yeah. And this cannot be, this cannot be 100% safety. So, yeah. one uh, and, 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 um, it's, I don't know the exact number, but, uh, but I think, uh, way more than 90%, uh, when they get the corona, the COVID-19 virus, they don't even realize yeah. it. I think we- so. And, and, the, and the small percentage, they, they have some, Yeah, some problems, some trouble, but not that much. And a tiny, tiny little percentage um, will die. Yeah, Yeah. and I had someone, uh, I had someone of my friend, he died with or because of uh, COVID-19. But um, yeah, there are millions of people out there who will not even realize if they get the the virus, Uh, but the whole world is uh, shutting down. I'm not sure if this is the right question.
0: Yeah, but I'll, I'll exactly. I, I don't agree with it either. But I'll tell you, this is this is the last scary piece when it comes to pharmaceutical companies with vaccines. In 1986, they they signed a bill called the 1986 Act here in the U.S. So you don't you can't really sue a vaccine company in court. They make it a special court in the U.S. So they don't they're not really liable. They'll pay you a thousand dollars. But I think I think over the past I don't remember how many years, but it's something like forty billion they've paid out for vaccine injury. US dollars, right? And that's on the low side. Um, because if it was in regular court, these companies would probably be bankrupt. And the, with the COVID 19 vaccine, they have zero, zero liability if they injure you or kill you. Right? With this. So, yeah, because the, you,
1: you're signing a yeah. form. It, yeah, you're, you're, you're urgency, signing a form. It's
0: an experiment. So, no. yeah. Like and I don't want to see it, but I'm like right now. Have you heard of VAERS, V a e r s. So no. I'll keep this very short. But it's called the Vaccine Events Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Is through the CDC and they track what people share. And to this date in the U.S., I think we're up to twenty five hundred deaths from the vaccine itself that are monitored. And the and Harvard University okay. said that VAERS, this 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 uh, reporting system is only about 10% true. So if okay. that's 10% true and you, you're in business, you could do the math, it's like, wow, that could potentially be a really high number because a lot of stuff is not being reported. So, you know, and this is something that's available to the public. I've had it shared on my social media. I had to actually search it, uh, but it's it's freaky. Like, so like, we're just don't pay attention. And I think that's the biggest part of it. We don't pay attention and we don't question um and we really don't know all the true facts because we're getting a piece of the pie that looks the best. Like the rest is moldy, but we're getting this really nice piece of, you know, apple strudel or something, right? Like but everything else is is terrible. So um I think that the big thing is is fear sells really well.
1: Uh 100%. Um what do you have so there's only two two kinds to sell even with fun and happiness or with yeah. fear, right? Um <laughs> so, uh, which uh, which injections do you have from which companies in the U.S.? Is it from Biotech Pfizer? We have, we have, Is it from AstraZeneca or the Chinese one or the honestly, Russian I, one? I believe
0: one that we have, have three. We have Johnson and Johnson, and we have Pfizer, and we okay. have Moderna that I know of. Um, there may be. I know they're having lots of issues with AstraZeneca all over Europe. Um, they may have created a new disease, yeah. like blood clotting disease, with this with the vaccine um but i don't know i don't think we have any of the other other ones i think the three big pharma companies or maybe some more that i don't know um i can go down a deep rabbit hole and i, I try to like we said earlier my focus i'm really focusing on my people in my practice I, i'm you know I've, all, and i don't get mad at any of my practice my members my patients because i want them to make their own choice if they get it you know what so be it that's their choice that's not like something for me to be mad at i know why they're in my practice because I support their choice. I support them getting better. they they know why they're there for me, like why they're in my practice, for other reasons. But I you know, it's, it's a challenging, it's a challenging thing. But the only ones I've heard of are the Pfizer two dose the Moderna two dose and Johnson Johnson is a single dose, um, which is also has a lot of um, controversy because of aborted fetal tissue cells that are in it from so it's, okay. it is it's weird.
1: Yeah, the whole situation yeah. is weird. But basically, uh, be in the driver's seat and care about your own stuff. This is uh, way more important than caring about government stuff. Because I, here we in Germany, every week it's different. I don't know if we can go out or uh, if the the hairdresser is open right now or or can I get a handyman? Or I don't know. It's it's every week it's different. Schools are open, kindergartens are not. Uh, it's it so weird it <laughs> uh, it right is. now. So I agree. So, yeah, but awesome! <laughs> thanks for your time, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Um, for you guys, this was a little bit a different talk today because we had a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff here, but uh, I liked that talk very much. I enjoyed the conversation. You. Um, hopefully you guys did it too. Please give us a rating on iTunes would be awesome and be with us in the next episode. Thanks, Josh for being here thanks for the great conversation bye guys
0: yeah